Hey everybody, jumping in real quick before the show gets started to tell you that, yes, the Grand Rapids meetup is coming back, baby. <laughs> I will be in Grand Rapids this Tuesday, June 22nd, and would love to meet up with some of the local folks. If you happen to be in the area and want to join us, uh, the event is actually going to be hosted and taking place over at Rush Beard Corps himself's home, the address of which is at, available at countrysquireradio.com. Uh, that is going to be, again, Tuesday, June 22nd at 6.30 p.m. For the address and details, uh, hit up countrysquireradio.com right now. Would love to meet up with some of the folks there in the Grand Rapids area. It has been a while, and so I'm very much looking forward to uh, to seeing some old friends and some new friends. So come join us. Again, that's Tuesday, June 22nd at 6.30. Head over to countrysquireradio.com for the address and details. Pipe smoking, a good bite to eat, hopefully a lot of laughs and, and some good times. See y'all soon. Enjoy the show. You're listening to Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm just uh, more and more aware of my technological inability. <laughs> <laughs> I had, Whatever, you know, man. Well, no, Bo puts all this together, obviously. Everyone knows that, you know, this it wouldn't happen, you know, as far as a, um, well, it wouldn't happen in any standpoint for, without Bo, but the, from the technological standpoint, he is the, um, you know, the mastermind behind making sure this gets out. And, uh, and so, you know, I've got a nine year old MacBook Air that we record this on, uh, at, at least on my end. And so, you know, just this really ancient computer that, uh, is still humming like a top, you know, for the most part, but every once in a while it's starting to get these little hiccups here and there. So, you know, I'm one of these people that's just going to run it into the ground. It's been a great computer, but it, it's nine years old and uh, it's covered in like soot from my pipe. You know, all the <laughs> like little keys have little granules of ash like down in between them and, you know, smells like the shop and it's this beautiful kind of yellowed patina. But it's it's my MacBook, man. I don't want to give it up. So we're trying to squeeze a few more miles out of it. And sometimes that makes our podcast a little complicated. <laughs> now, you, you are to computers what I am to cars. I will run them into the ground. And then when it comes time to buy a new one, typically I will go as cheap as humanly possible because I have no intention to do anything other than run it into the ground. Yep, there so, you go. I get it. I definitely get it. Well, man, we're, we're, we're glad you're here. And of course, uh, you know, I, th- I appreciate the praise. We got to give a shout out, of course, to our amazing editor, Mike, who also is yeah. uh, goes above and beyond every single week. We, every week. We, 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 we put him through the challenges. We, we, we put him through the ropes. So we got we to gotta give him a shout out for sure there as well. <laughs> Man, I, how how have you been? I you know I, I feel like it's been so long since we've gotten a chance to sit down and, and have a, a glass of rum together. For yeah, I uh, I know, man. Just so so long since we've uh, since we've done that. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, uh, I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm I'm actually having a nice uh, glass of Old Elk uh, to go with Ooh, this episode. You okay. know, we talked about Old Elk on a Squire Select a few moons ago. I've still got it here at our office. Uh, some of the stuff I leave it here is kind of a special treat when I get to uh, drink some right after we record every week. And so, so I, I'm cracking the bottle a little early to, today on this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I like enjoy it. it right now. So it's kind of like a little <laughs> little reward. Like, hey, I did the thing. I I, I put myself out there on the interwebs. Let yeah, me, let me get a little, yeah, little, little right. liquid encouragement little, or liquid little, reward. A little old elk <laughs> to uh, you know just just deaden the nerves a little bit. So no, it's uh, it's great though, man. Glad to be here with you. And things are going good. You know. 
uh, just really kind of settled in. Our uh, little baby George is doing well, and he's starting to get to the point where we can, you know, venture out a little bit on the patio at nighttime and, uh, you know, enjoy the evening and, you know, as a family. And I smoke my pipe and maybe drink a, you know, big glass of Cabernet or something and hang out with my wife and, and kids. And, I mean, it's, it's been good. It's a good season. So we're really, uh, we're really grateful, man. Really are. Man, that, that makes me so happy to hear. I'm, look, I'm excited that we get the chance to uh, sit down, of course, this week and, uh, and talk about one of our favorite things, which is, uh, which is pipe tobacco, man. Like, you know, longtime listeners of the show, we, we've never, well, we probably acknowledged it at some point, but it doesn't take too long to figure out that if you get a Squire Select episode, a tobacco talk is not long behind. It's this imminent. Is, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. a great way to put it. It is imminent. Uh, these two go together like a fine wine. One is kind of like our... Um, you always kind of say it's a little selfish of us to, uh, you know, to, to take the opportunity to, to drink various beverages and, and pair them with pipe tobacco. But, but you know, we, we counterbalance that kind of personal reward with doing the job that one would imagine that a pipe tobacco podcast would do, which is reviewing pipe tobacco. <laughs> that's fair. And, uh, man, that's what a tobacco talk is all about. It takes us to our roots, our, our, our bread and butter, our, our steak and potatoes, the steak of the steak and potatoes, if you will, because uh, on a squire, or on a tobacco talk, rather, we're here talking tobacco. And man, I, I'm excited. I know you brought some good pipe tobaccos to the table today, sir. Yeah, man, sure did. Really excited about um, about tobacco talk this week. And it, it is always fun to kind of come back to the heart and soul of a pipe smoking podcast, which, of course, is all about the delicious leaf that we love. So, um, man, this week, talking about a couple of fun ones. I'm uh, eager to, to uh, talk about uh, one we've never really mentioned on the show before. The other we've mentioned uh, here and there, and we, we have probably even reviewed uh, – to a limited degree before, but I, I've had some kind of evolving thoughts about this tobacco, and Ooh, so I wanted to bring it uh, bring it back to the forefront to kind of discuss uh, uh, in a in a fun way. And so, um, man, yeah, just. Um, a couple of good ones today. Today, uh, number one, we're visiting with our friend Greg Peace, GL Peace, who makes some of the best tobaccos in the world. I've said multiple times, when I grow up, I want to be this individual, and uh, that has not changed because he is just uh, just so good. And of course, uh, Greg Peace has been doing this for a long time, and man is uh, is just just one of the best at, at what he does. And so, talking about today, Abingdon, Abingdon, Abingdon. <laughs> Abingdon. Gesundheit. <laughs> Abingdon. It, well, it's just, it, it's one of these words that I'm like, you, you could say it a few different ways. And I, I'm, I'm just going to go with Abingdon. I think that's, I think that's probably right. Yeah. You British. know, <laughs> on this show, the words that you could say a few different ways, that, that is like our kryptonite on this show. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It, that, that is a good point. You know, we're down here in the South. People try to keep things easy. We, you know, use one and two syllables, a lot of not conflicting consonants and things of that nature. And sometimes people throw us curveballs by having, right. you know, names that are like not Anglo-Saxon. <laughs> so, Billy, Billy Bob is a stereotypical Southern name for no, that's a reason. Right. That, 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 that's right. But uh, of course, I say not Anglo-Saxon. Of course, Abingdon is uh, like, a you know, it's a town in, in central England, uh, central South England. So basically, these are all excuses for Bo and I are just complete idiots. And you know that if you've listened to, to this us for a while. This is true. Um, Abingdon, man, just a 
really interesting tobacco. Um, longtime listeners will know that I'm not a huge English blend smoker. I'm not a particularly, you know, something I don't, you know, really pull for very regularly um, unless I'm in just one of those funky moods where I want something kind of smoky and rich and um, and that burns cool. So, um, man, Abingdon is a, uh, a full English uh, that Greg uh, developed and came out with in 2003. Been around for quite a long time, almost 20 years now. And it's part of his classic collection. So Greg has different collections mm-hmm. within his um, kind of lineup that he does. And these are made at the Cornell and Deal factory. They do a great job and uh, work real closely with Greg to make these things happen. But um, his classic collection, uh, they're unflavored tobaccos uh, meant to evoke the creative impressions of uh, of yesteryear. And, and, I, and I like the concept here with the classic collection. Basically, you know, he's trying to, th- these are not tobaccos that are, you know, exact facsimiles of, of tobaccos that he smoked in the past, but he's trying to kind of evoke that spirit of older tobaccos. I want to read this from his website. He says, uh, the classic collection draws inspiration from some of the great tobaccos of days past. The blends offered are not meant as attempts to replicate them, but are like impressionistic paintings of those long-aged blends, designed to pay them homage uh, and capture something of their essence. No casing sauces or adding flavor added flavors are used, just pure tobaccos carefully selected and artfully blended to bring out the best each leaf has to offer. This is a neat series. It's obviously very thoughtful of him, and he's done a really good job developing all these. On the front of each tin within the classic collection is a, you know, he, he mentions in this description from his website kind of this uh, impressionistic, uh, you know, like it's like an impressionistic painting. It's something that he's trying to mm. evoke these uh, feelings about, although not a gener- not a very specific feeling about an old blend. But, you know, this is what old blends used to be like and these impressionistic paintings. He's got these neat uh, drawings on each one of the uh, classic collection tobaccos. The the front of Abingdon is uh, a, a straight bulldog, very handsome bulldog there, and uh, it, he's got uh, one on Black Point, uh, Charing Cross, Kensington, and Piccadilly, and so they're just all very uh, beautiful pipes and um, and stuff that you can tell Greg put a lot of thought into. So, man, a- Abingdon, this is a it is an English blend. It's one of those tobaccos. It's it's uh, it's dark. It's oily. Lots of Latakia, Turkish, uh, Virginia. It it really um, it's it's one of those blends that certainly hits you in the face and is very fun. Uh, he he refers to it as dark, mysterious, and full. Abingdon. This is from his website again, and, and the official description of the uh, tobacco. Abingdon is the fullest Balkan style blend in the collection. It is rich and robust, powerful and forthright, yet. Still Still possesses subtlety and finesse. Dark flavors of wood and leather mingle with delicate undercurrents of sweetness and deep earthy notes, while the original tobaccos provide hints of their verdant, sometimes herbaceous character. A big... I'm sorry, their what character? (laughs) Herbaceous and verdant. So think, uh, think like grassy, vegetal... Uh, you know, pasture-like. I mean, you're you're getting uh, kind of a greenery here, which is interesting. So, um, yeah, Greg is a he's a wordsmith, so you would expect things like that from him. <laughs> yeah, clearly. I mean, I knew what that meant. I just oh, okay, to make sure good, you good. Well, I, hopefully, I pass the test. Um, he he continues <laughs> a big Balkan blend, reminding us 
uh, once more of what these blends used to be. Uh, because of the high percentage of dark and oriental tobaccos, it's recommended to pack Abington a little less firmly than you might a lighter blend. And um, so that, you know, according to him, is kind of a good way to smoke a tobacco like this where you're giving it a little air to to breathe and that maybe that's uh, due to some of the you know oily characteristics of these uh, these particular tobaccos but um, anyway Bo do you uh, what, what do you kind of see on this tobacco just the artwork and all that yeah of course uh, GLPs has the uh, you know very th- there's no nonsense with the GLPs brand yep. you know what I mean like in terms of like a logo or anything like that I mean you do have the the here's the tobacco leaf and here is GLPs and you know immediately that golden uh, dry aged tobacco leaf. You know, it's it's actually interesting. I, I before you hung so many years ago the tobacco leaves above the yeah. country squire, yeah. like like hanging above. I would not have like instantly been able to recognize what I was looking at here with the you know the 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 leaf as part of GL pieces. Now, as I understand it, there's a couple of different tins. Like this has actually gone through a couple of different design yeah. iterations, especially with the the way the logo is displayed. But ultimately, you've got kind of the, the I guess, the, the crossed pin and pipe, I, I guess, is a good way to describe the artwork with what appears to be, is that like a journal entry or something that it's, it's Yeah, some type of letter or, or like you said, journal entry. You can vaguely see the word September and he's written something out on a piece of paper with, uh, with a beautiful fountain pen, maybe a Mont Blanc or something. And it's crossed over with this right. pipe that, it, it, you know, I, I can't really tell. It might be a fern down, actually, this, uh, this bulldog with a very handsome um, nickel or, or sterling band on it. Just very pretty. So Well, that's the thing. It's, it's clearly you know, meant to evoke the feeling of, of sitting back, being contemplative, writing thoughts yeah. or letter down or something of that nature. Uh, this is definitely speaking to that, not primordial pipe smoke, because that's <laughs> not right, but that, that, that kind of, uh, you know, that, that iconic, I guess that iconic uh, sitting back yeah. with your pipe and getting ready to do a little, little work and not just like not work with your hands yeah. per se, yeah. but work sure, with your the mind. gentleman's, uh, gentleman's object of, uh, choice while he's, uh, focusing on, um, you know, whatever he's, whatever he's got to, got to write. And so, um, yeah, really nice. You, you mentioned, you know, he's a no nonsense kind of artwork on his tins and, you know, I appreciate about, uh, Greg's tins that, you know, a lot of these companies that that come out with tobacco and they are no nonsense on their artwork, that also means they're plain and not interesting. And with Greg, they, he leaves it not it's not plain and it is interesting <laughs> right, right, right <laughs> even right, though it's right, also yeah, no yeah. nonsense and so uh so i do appreciate that i think it's uh, i think it's a nice touch so you pop the tin it's one of these uh kind of biscuit style cornell and deal cans and again you are met immediately with that very rich robust room note the um tobacco is uh, you know a, a nice uh, warm maple color and then you have a lot of dark leaf in here uh i'm assuming latakia and different Virginia varietals that are, are playing kind of a role in the uh, Turkish tobaccos that are there. It's just it's it's very earthy smell. It has a very rich smell. It's pungent. It, the ribbon cut here is just just thick enough to be a proper ribbon cut. You know, it, it, I think if it were any thinner, it would probably favor something closer to shag. It's just a very thin, delicate ribbon cut, and it's very beautiful. And uh, and and you can tell that this is uh, a complex mixture because of all the different 
different uh, colors going on in here. It, it is a fine ribbon. It has that interesting tin note that's interesting, you know, uh, powerful, and you know a lot of things are going on. Uh, this, you know, as you load it and and pack it and light it, this is a tobacco that stays lit. I have to say, very easily, and it probably is due to something about the uh, nature of the thinness of that cut paired with the oiliness of a lot of these leaves, and so it just stays lit, gets lit, and stays lit very easily, which is uh, always pleasant when it comes to a pipe tobacco. You know, in tasting this, this is a full Balkan, it, 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 but it's very interesting. This this is like if a full if full English blend met like pine needles or like juniper. It's <laughs> okay. it's it's got seriously, it's got this rich but also very very woody flavor to it that is just interesting and that I haven't gotten a lot of from uh, other other Balkan style blends. That that woodiness, that pineness that kind of comes in there. It's a it's a fresh winter wonderland kind of thing. It's very very fascinating what he's done here, and I, I don't know exactly what's imparting that. I'm assuming it's probably some of the Turkish tobaccos that that he's put in here. But um, and it's just a very good tobacco that kind of keeps you guessing with every puff. You know because of the complexity of it, you really do get a lot out of it. So, you know, again, burns to a very nice uh, white powder, you know, and something that tastes really good if you like a healthy dose of Latakia, which this certainly has. I do have to say, you know, as far as a review on this tobacco, Room Note, it, to me, has a lot to be desired. Now, that's that's true for most English blends, right? I mean, you come to the table yeah. with Latakia and you're thinking, well, you know, I mean, if you, if you really like, you know, a um, you know, burnt hair kind of kind of thing, or a, you know, a, someone putting on a new uh, asphalt roof on the the building next door. If that smell appeals to you, then you'll love Latakia. You know, <laughs> but this right. this particular blend, it, uh, as good as it tastes, the um, you know the room note of it is a is a little wanting for me, and so um, even for an English blend. But um, but man, I you know really enjoyed smoking it, and uh, one of those that I you know hope to visit again real soon. Um, you know, even though I'm not much of a much of an English blend smoker, it's one of those that I think next time I uh, am craving a tobacco that burns really cool and also uh, just has a nice depth to it uh, with this uh, kind of mysterious woodiness that kind of evokes a, um, a forest or something. I don't know. It's very nice, but um, but I'm, I'm sure I'll pull for it again soon. You know, I'm not anti-English by any stretch of the imagination, but I am more of an aromatic smoker because I do appreciate a good room note like I, I, there is something yeah. about especially busting out your pipe in a situation where not very many people are smoking a pipe or, or you know the people around you are not familiar with that and then like having that insanely like like pleasant strong like take you back in time type of room note experience yep, yep. that i just i love sharing that with people yeah. i think i think that's a that, that that kind of adds to the overall pipe smoking experience for me so that, yeah. that carries a lot away for me to, to have some good room mode would, would you say uh, so i'm curious is this one an unpleasant room note or it, it it just has kind of more of a you know like you say if, if you if you buy english you get what you paid for you know you know what you're getting into and yeah so, i mean it, it's not more unpleasant than most english blends it, it might be on the you know on the farther side of the spectrum as far as like you know what's tolerable i think mm-hmm. but um you know it's certainly i, I would not compare it to uh, you know, some of the Samuel Gay with twist tobaccos or something like that that just smell just 
just awful. Right, right, right. <laughs> it just smelled terrible. Right. And I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put it certainly in, in any of those categories. Ah, but the it, old twist, it uh, smells like what it looks like. Uh. <laughs> it, it does, man. It, did, did I tell you the story about when my daughter came into the shop as, uh, like a couple weeks before uh-uh. our son? Our son was born a couple months ago. And my daughter, my wife and daughter came into the shop to see me uh, maybe, I don't know, two weeks before that. And we had just refreshed our collection of twist tobaccos up on the shelf. You know, we cut them by the inch. We've got this 100-year-old plug cutter that we used to, you know, cut our twist tobaccos and, and sell them for people to chew and smoke. And and so my daughter, you know, who's not even two, she saw these these big jars of twisted, dark, you know, matter. And she pointed to them and she said, dog. <laughs> And it was awesome because she immediately knew that they looked like they came from a dog. Yeah, what a dog would, would leave behind. Yeah. So my no, it was, it was just so funny. My my little my little you know nineteen month old daughter just she pointed at you know this fancy you know twist tobacco from England and she and she said dog. She knows what's up. I'm sure Penny, was, your dog would great. be highly offended. But uh, oh no, I think I think she would be. I think she would be proud. You right, know, yeah, right, it's, it's a good enough. thing to be associated with. All right, man. So that's that's the first one. Uh, the Abin Ab Ab Abingdon. That's right, Abingdon. What what we got next, man? Man, talking about Bob's Chocolate Flake from Gaywith and Hogarth today, this is a tobacco revisited Mm -hmm. um, recently. And, you know, we've talked uh, before about, you know, Samuel Gaywith and Gaywith and Hogarth's tobaccos, of course, legendary tobacco uh, companies that have been kind of recombined into this one overarching company, but they still have kept their brand names and they're distributed by different people. And so it's just kind of this uh, interesting, complex uh, relationship that they've got there. It's, it's fascinating just the history of these. But yeah, it's uh, Samuel Gay with Tobacco's Bob's Chocolate Flake. We're revisiting this uh, after having talked about it some before. <laughs> I've spoken a lot about Gaywith and Hogarth tobaccos, and you know they're they're aromatic tobaccos. A lot of times, that Kindle flavor, those Lakeland essences that come out, that kind of have a uh, have a tart rose water essence to them. That uh, you know is just um, it, it can be a little off putting to some people, and and I think historically has been for me. Mm. Some of these processes they've used for basically 200 years, you know, to make these different tobaccos taste this way. And so it's a very old-fashioned uh, flavoring process. It's a very British process. It just, you know, is uh, something that you would expect from their uh, aromatic tobaccos. And Bob's Chocolate Flake is so interesting. It's a tobacco that in in years past I just never really connected with, but I'm really starting to enjoy again, and and or, or maybe for the first time, and wanted to just kind of discuss that. So, you know, Gaywith and Hogarth been around a long time time known for their sophisticated flavoring techniques and also their Virginia tobaccos. They get Virginias from all over the world and use a lot of these in their, you know, different blends. And then they're known, of course, as well for their flake tobaccos and and twists, which we know and love, even if they make the room smell like sin. So (laughs) um, the main characteristics of this flake uh, come from the 8% Latakia included in the blend and the smooth chocolate aroma. 
uh, and I'm reading here from TobaccoReviews.com, Brazilian, Zimbabwe, Malawi, Virginia leaf make up 82% of the blend, providing a mild-slash-medium smoke, cooled with the addition of 8% sun-cured and 2% Malawi burley. The Latakia cools, but does also add strength and aroma uh, to the blends. Uh, the cocoa casings and chocolate top flavors are rounded off with vanillas and other flavors providing sweet notes. And so this is a very chocolatey, rich tobacco, but it's not something that's like a milk chocolate. It's more of a, a kind of a cocoa powder flavor. There's a bitterness that's there. I wouldn't say it's a super dark chocolate, but it is a a, a little bit of a bitterness mm. that uh, that you enjoy. And so, yeah, it, it, interesting. Of course, they've taken these Virginias, as they've mentioned, from all over the world, particularly uh, Africa and South America, blended them with some air-cured burley, and then, uh, and then added this Latakia to it, which has made a, you know, just a fun blend it's a this crossover blend that we love a good crossover blend at the country squire you know we make a lot of these where uh, you've got a lot of aromatic elements but then you have this really honest portion of latakia that gives it a good depth and doesn't impart too much of a room note change and that kind of thing and so um, it, it is a decidedly aromatic tobacco the natural flavor of the cocoa and vanilla play well and and they uh, of course as i mentioned before are known for using very high quality nuanced flavor techniques for their tobaccos. And when you open this can, it's got a kind of triangle square look to it and you pop it open and you've got this little pouch of flakes that are in there that are, are pretty moist. They uh, tear apart nicely, but some people might prefer to let sit for a little bit. The can that I'm actually smoking right now has been with me for a while and it's developed a really beautiful uh, kind of sugar crystal top on the top of these. And so it's just very very elegant. For me, it's a stronger tobacco. The Virginias that are here hmm. are rich, deep Virginias that have a, a nice earthy flavor to them um, and, and uh, those kind of stewed fruit notes. But the chocolate comes in and makes it just a, a nice, more full-bodied, I guess, experience. And the burley adds strength, a nice mouthfeel. It puts out a nice smoke uh, production. And, and of course, there's just enough Latakia to make itself known. And that, that Latakia, it's uh, it's certainly not an English blend, but it's something that that makes it just, uh, just that much more interesting and rich and deep. And so it's a great tobacco. It's something that revisited, I think, in, in years past with some of these uh, Samuel Gaywith tobaccos. I've just uh, not really connected with the moisture content, the complexity of the flavor. For me, I've just, uh, you know, it tended more towards some of the brighter leaves that are out there, and, and these tend to be a little more on the darker side. And and so I think, you know, this might be a, a little sense in which my palate's changing some. It's kind of interesting, but um, but just thought I'd revisit that and um, and and uh, and bring it up. So if you can get your hands on Bob's Chocolate Flake, I'd highly recommend you at least give it a go. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious, what was the first chocolate-flavored tobacco that you ever had? Do you, or do you even recall? I don't necessarily recall. I know years ago we had a tobacco at the shop that was chocolate. And then since then, we have developed another chocolate blend under the same name, Tobacco du Chocolat. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I'm not not sure, though, if that was our first, the first tobacco, chocolate tobacco I ever tried. So it's, it's an interesting flavor for a tobacco. So many people, when they come to the shop and they want to, you know, smell different tobaccos and they're like, well, recommend something to me. Every time I mention that we have a chocolate tobacco, people kind of cock their head to the side and they're really? like, well... <laughs> 
<laughs> well, yeah, they're like, I, I like chocolate, but I don't really think of it as something I want to smoke in a pipe tobacco, you know? And so it, it can be this interesting, some people just don't really get there with uh, with, with chocolate tobacco. It's uh, it's it kind of messes up their categories a little bit. But for me, though, it, it is a, a fun tobacco that if done well, I think can be a really great uh, addition to your cellar. Well, there you go. And let me ask you this. You mentioned that, you know, you've, you've had this tin for a minute. Is it the, is it the red tin or the green tin? It's the green tin. Green okay. tin. Because, yep. you know, when you've got some tobaccos, and obviously there's quite a few out there that have been around for a minute, they go through kind of some different, you know, uh, facelifts as they were. <laughs> Boy, they do. They really do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the nice thing about chocolate is you do kind of associate that flavor profile with, of course, Christmas. And so you've got kind of the, the I like that you do have the green and red variety throughout the history of the, yeah. Uh, yeah. the, the branding and kind of the imagery of, of this particular uh, pipe <laughs> tobacco. So, yeah, yeah. I got to gotta, gotta make mention there. All right. Well, there you go. Well, uh, hey. Those are, uh, that, that's John David's take, but let us know what your thoughts are on the various pipe tobaccos. You know, one of the great things is while you are uh, trying out some different pipe tobaccos, especially ones that might uh, challenge your, your flavor profile, see if maybe your taste buds have changed over the years, you want to make sure that you are getting every single ounce of flavor that is possibly available in the various pipe tobaccos you have. If you love it, if you hate it, you need to know. And our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum <laughs> make a great quality corncob pipe to make sure that you will know exactly your thoughts around the pipe tobacco that you're sampling uh, just because of the quality smoke that you're getting there. Yeah, I mean, we love the folks at Missouri Meerschaum. Of course, every week, thank them for sponsoring this show. And this week, we're talking about the Volcano Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipe. It's a new pipe from Missouri Meerschaum. It's got a really interesting, fun volcano shape that's got a nice taper towards the top and a medium-sized bowl, which is perfect for, uh, you know, that first bowl of tobacco that you're trying a, an interesting tin of. So um, it comes with an amber stem. It's a filtered stem and comes in a bent and a straight variety. Just a really handsome pipe. Pipe, something that I think your friends will uh, immediately comment on. Uh, very affordable, retailing for only $10.99, and you can get that if you go to corncobpipe.com. Uh, they'll ship it to you straight to your house from Washington, Missouri, and just we'll pack it with care and make sure you get it in good shape. So go check it out, and we hope you enjoy it. You know, the volcano style, it's kind of a, yeah, it's been around for a minute have, in terms of just kind of broadly, mm-hmm. but is this their first ever first volcano? One. Or? Yeah, first one. Wow. Yep. That's exciting. Yeah, if you happen to have a volcano, be sure to uh, rock it this week. It's a great way to let the good folks know at Missouri Mission that we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Pipe question, question of the, the week. week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week. Now, this pipe question of the week is coming into us from... Father Isaac. Now, we love Father yeah, Isaac. Yeah, Father Isaac. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's great. He's right now. He says, hey, guys, I was saddened to hear the discontinuation of the classic OTC blend. Uh, my local grocery store sells them in the canister, but a bit pricier than what you find on the internet. I'm thinking about getting one for old time's sake, but I was wondering if the John Middleton company was con- was confirmed in their discontinuation. The site doesn't say anything about it, and some in the online scuttlebutt is that it's just a rumor started by folks developing uh, quote-unquote match blends exacerbated by the long <laughs> back orders. Any thoughts? And Father Isaac tempting us with I'd- levels of conversation that have gotten us in trouble before. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, no kidding. Online scuttlebutt, Country Squire Radio, and discontinued tobacco. Danger! Man, this is a, 
this is a I know this is a uh, this is a recipe for disaster. Um, no, uh, John Middleton uh, tobaccos. Uh, it, these uh, are being discontinued, uh, is is my understanding. And you know, so if you like, uh, you know, some of those old tobaccos that have the flavors there that you know everybody knows and loves, I, I would you know I would go stick a couple cans of them back. I think it's something that you know might be worth uh, worth your while. So, so many of these blends, you know, have a storied place in American history. We think of Carter Hall. We think of Walnut Blend from Middleton's or, uh, you know, the old ones like London Dock or Kentucky Club. These mm. are blends that are just very, they have a long history and, you know, of course, lots of uh, following and folks cut their teeth smoking things like Carter Hall. But the uh, availability of them is is getting hard to get and you won't find it in the future. So, um, so yeah, if it's something you see that you need to, um, and, and it is a favorite blend of yours i i would tuck some away i think that would be a good uh a good call but yeah my understanding is that these blends are are going away and uh it'd be a good time if you see any in the um in the wild out there to uh to put a can or so back of it that should be like our policy whenever anybody else has questions like this like you know what just, yeah. just go buy some <laughs> just just you know like what, what what's the harm i know yeah, right? like stock yeah, up yeah. why not just, it, go it, for every, it. It, everything's <laughs> terrible go go buy some tobacco and you'll be better for it yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I hate the mindset of everything's terrible because there's a lot of good stuff going on in the industry. But yeah, no, everything. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it is a good idea to uh, to go. You know, even if you're going to pay a little more for it, I'd say um, you know it's probably a good idea to to snag some Father Isaac. So good, good question, man. All right, man, great question. And hey, if you've got a pipe question for us, you can send it in the show. That show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. 
Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. All right, man. Quick fire questions. Uh, We are considering on the March Madness well into June. June Madness. (laughs) It is indeed complete madness. (laughs) Look, this is the one that everybody's been waiting for, though. Yeah. I mean, we're we're. We're going to draw some lines in the sand today, right? I mean, there's there's decisions that are being made. Okay, so if you if you haven't been keeping up, uh, we've been go- going through all the way since back at the very tail end of March. Uh, we've been doing kind of March Madness with uh, various brackets around tobacco pipes and, and kind of the industry as a whole. And uh, today, man, we're down to the final four mm. of the tobacco bracket. That's right. I'm talking Virginia. I'm talking Black Cavendish. <laughs> I'm talking Latakia. I'm talking Parikh. Who is going to make it? To the final round, who will be our champion? We're going to find out today. Place your bets, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It is time to go into the Thunderdome. The Thunderdome? What, you, what is that? Did you just create a no, dome? that's a thing. That's definitely a thing. All right. Here we go. You ready, sir? You are ridiculous. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Coming out of the Virginias, ladies and gentlemen, it's Virginia versus Black Cavendish. I gotta go with Virginia's. That mm-hmm. you know, I mean that that's the thing. Black Cavendish, they ha- it has such a such an incredible place in in all tobaccos, whether it's a, a real aromatic or whether it's a real English blend. Uh, uh, Black Cavendish can play a role in uh, in so many things, and it uh, is a very vital part of our um, in our tobacco ecosystem. But um, man, I gotta go with Virginia's. Uh, you know, I'm a sucker for uh, for bright leaf. I like uh, I like dark Virginia's as well. And um, man, just all the natural sugar that's there, and the magic that can be done with those leaves. So, yeah, man, it's it's the basis for so many blends. It's the basis for really, in some sense, the tobacco industry as a uh, as a whole. And uh, man, I just Virginias are near and dear to my heart, man. So I, I hate to hate to tell the uh, aromatic smokers out there, but I, I'm I'm going with Virginias. <laughs> all right, let's let's be real. That's not a surprise to anybody. I yeah, think it's not at all. Was... I, mean, I feel like all this is very anticlimactic. <laughs> well, no, no, that one, that one's not a surprise to anybody, but I, I'm very curious. I'm not putting any of my own personal money down because I don't know where it would go. Because next up, this next round, so we know that Virginia's going into the, to the championship match here, right? <laughs> but here it is. This is the one, this is the one that has kept people up at night. All right. This is the one that if you've got your, your pennies put behind either one of these candidates, you don't necessarily know which one is going to take the gold, at least not for this round. And that is Latakia versus Parikh. Like there's Don King in one corner, like talking this one up and there's, you know, Vince McMahon or someone in the other corner. Well, I was trying to do like the smell of la la with the rock is cooking back in the day. I mean, I was never a wrestling guy, but I do remember the la 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 thing. Man, if you, I, to be honest with you, I mean, I appreciate you trying to play this up. I really do. But, you know, if, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you'll know 
I love Perique. I, I yep. think Perique is great. You know, it's it's one of those tobaccos that uh, is is much more versatile than people give it credit for. Um, you know, it's it's spicy and peppery and vinegary and pungent and 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 semi sweet. It, it it has uh, you know a way of really infecting all the leaves around it uh, to make them more interesting as well. It presses well. It makes a good flake. It uh, makes a good ribbon. It's just a it's just a fun tobacco. And doggone it, it's from the south, so you gotta love it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right, man, all I'm right, a I'm a Perique guy, and I I will go with Perique, um, you know, uh, many many times uh, over over Latakia, of course. Uh, you know, Latakia probably has it does it has a more storied place in the history of pipe tobacco, um, and so I guess if there's an upset, that's the upset that you know Latakia on average for most pipe smokers is going to be the more sought after tobacco, the more important tobacco, the one that makes a, a bigger part of their uh, smoking experience and, and all that. But but for me, I'm a Perique guy. I just am. I, it's a it's a fun uh, tobacco to work with. It's mysterious and interesting and swampy and, and always keeps you guessing. And I just, uh, I think it's great. So I, I got to go with Perique. All right. So this is what it comes down to, man. Championship for pipe tobacco. I mean, like, Honestly, we've got more brackets, but let's be honest. This is the only one that anybody cares about. And this is the championship. This is the question. (laughs) Will it be the personal beloved of John David Cole or the hometown hero? We're talking Virginia versus Parikh, people. Place your bets. This is your last chance. (laughs) It all comes down to this. Heroes will be made tonight. Villains will be firmly established. People will feel the love, the betrayal the passion, the intrigue, the, 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 the betrayal. I already said betrayal. All right, so here's this. <laughs> What's it going to be, John David? Virginia versus Perique. So Who takes this, the gold? We're doing this right now. Yes, sir. We're, do, we're doing this right now. I'm not letting you get away. Go for it. This is it. Championship right now. Go. Perique. Oh, yes, I, sir. I, I, now, I, I, <laughs> I love Perique, man. It is so much fun fun it's so it's so interesting it's a it, it's a tobacco that's that's hard to work with so it's a challenge it, it makes uh, uh, new blends uh, either you know just it, it, it's hard to make a good new blend out of Perique you know it's something that uh, isn't as versatile as so many of its others so it's kind of this Rubik's Cube of tobacco but but also it offers so much again as a, a something that ages really well it really makes the blend the tobaccos around it uh, more and more interesting and um, complex. I, I just, I just love Perique. I think it's a fun tobacco that, you know, more people, I, I wish more people would smoke, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tobacco that's harder and harder to come by nowadays. We appreciate Mark Ryan for all the work that he's done with the, uh, right. Poche factory down in Convent, Louisiana. And, uh, man, just a, just a, just a fun tobacco with an interesting history, uh, uh, interesting, um, you know, story behind it. And gosh, I, everybody knows how much I love Virginia's. But I love Perique. <laughs> All right, there it is. I was hoping that you would, uh, you know, you would back the Louisiana Power. Like I was, I was really that was what was my hope, my desire. There you Let's, go, man. St. James Parish coming out on top. <laughs> can't, can't can't beat it. Absolutely. All right. Well, there you go. That's the uh, tobacco bracket uh, finalized, completed, puts in the books. You know, these brackets are available to our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/CountrySquareRadio. So if you want to see what the next bracket is and. Uh, and, and make your guesses along. You can uh, find out more there. Again, that's patreon.com slash country squire radio. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, 
Man listener feedback. We got some listener feedback in from Nathan Clay. What did Nathan have to say? Yeah, he says, uh, gentlemen, listening to CSR over the years, I've heard you mention many of the fine tobaccos available at the Country Squire. However, deep questions about these blends remain. Every hero deserves an origin story, and the Country Squire tobaccos are no exception. Who is the original blender? How did the tobacco get its name? When were they first released? Uh, What prompted the creation of the blend? Uh, What world-renowned blends have been retired? Why, and will they ever come back? Who is the Parson of Parsons Blend? Why is Cornish is the Cornishman angry? <laughs> what is the relationship between Cherokee and Choctaw? Uh, how did the Middle Earth blends come into existence? Whatever happened to Lowland Pine? Uh, who thought a pumpkin spice latte tobacco should ever be created? Is Bo suppressing the creation of a Red Rose blend? Uh, yes. <laughs> I know JD is reluctant to self-promote, but I would like to know more about the Country Squire's 50 year history, uh, its employees and interns, the Reeves family, and the stories behind its tobaccos. Uh, if you decide to share the origin stories of these blends, I know Bo will seek uh, to emulate the production value of the Marvel Universe <laughs> and avoid the mistakes of the Green Lantern. Uh, Snowstorm 2021 Survivor in San Antonio, Texas, and that is Nathan Clay. Um, Nathan, great. I mean, listener feedback, that's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's also like a question of the week where we think about like, man, how do I answer this and respond? There's so many questions within questions. It's, uh, well, so I, I feel, I feel like Nathan has hooked us up, uh, as, as Nathan has before with, with, with quite the gift here. I, I think that a, a superhero origin story series for the various Country Squire Radio tobaccos <laughs> is a fantastic idea. I think that's a great idea. Oh, that's uh, funny. <laughs> we just need to make sure that we like lock in a name before we lock in a, like start a new series. Because I, I ended up going with, uh, I'm sure you saw, but the, the latest and greatest as kind of our, our showcase. And I'm like, I still like, ah, I really hate this name. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> like, 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 I, but I couldn't think of anything else. So we got to come up with a good name for uh, uh, pipe origins, squire origins, the something. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to figure that out. But it's a it's a fantastic concept. And <laughs> whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be a disaster. But no, it's <laughs> it's great. A lot of our a lot of our tobaccos and a lot of our um, you know products have a have a uh, unique story and and some of them don't you know some of them are are, are kind of mundane but all of them uh, all the all the tobaccos and and blends that we've made here at the squire have been uh, very thoughtfully made and and carefully made i can honestly tell you that so um yeah man maybe that's something we can explore uh down the road you know there's there's answers to all these questions who is the parson of parsons blend why is the cornishman angry uh, mm-hmm. what's the relationship between cherokee and choctaw they all have their uh all have their answers. So um, maybe, maybe one day we'll get there. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I think about that. A lot of those, a lot of those answers are kind of trickled out throughout. I mean, I, I think we've discussed almost all of the, some things. of them. Yeah. yeah probably here and most there. Of them. Mm-hmm. But, and, yeah. but I don't know that we've really dedicated the the time and, and kind of packaged them in, in quite a way that really tells yeah. literally kind of gives them the opportunity to, or gives the opportunity to kind of tell the, the story there. So yeah. Um, love this concept, Nathan. Thank you so much for this. We'll, we'll, we'll think on it and figure out how best we can, uh, crack open the kind of present uh, the, that, yeah, yeah, the <laughs> volumes of of story that that uh, that are available to tell the origins of uh, the country squire, the secret origins of the country squire, the secret, <laughs> the secret squire. You know, I'm, I'm let, me, let me work on it. I'm, Stop let, it, let me, Bo. Yeah, <laughs> let me work on it. 
Well, Nate, thank you for this. And hey, if you've got some listener feedback, be sure to send it into the show. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. You can also uh, hit us up on iTunes. iTunes, uh, you just search for us there and uh, write us a review. It's a great way to support the show and doesn't cost you a dime to do it. But if you are able and willing to put a few dimes to make sure that we stay on the air, uh, head over to patreon.com slash countrysquireradio where uh, you can help support the show and join the uh, the club there as well. Uh, John David, we, we got an op- a great opportunity this week to, uh, to do some tobacco talk to, uh, expose hopefully some folks to some, uh, some, you know, some tried and true tobaccos that they may or may not, uh, be familiar with. And yeah, that's uh, right. I think it's, it's, it's a fun thing whenever we're able to, to do that. I want to encourage folks, if you've got kind of recommendations or some thoughts on any of the, uh, the products mentioned, uh, you can, you can always, uh, contact us. You can follow us throughout the week. You can, uh, uh tweet into the show at Squire radio. You can contact John David at John David Cole or the shop at underscore country squire, but all that information and more can be found at country squire radio. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> it's fun. Always, always great coming back to the bread and butter, man. Love, uh, love talking tobacco, and of course, that's uh, that's really why I got into this whole industry. You know, well, I stumbled into it. Let's be honest about it. But, it, <laughs> but you know, certainly uh, my initial love of the pipe was uh, was was uh, centered around the tobacco itself. And um, man, it's uh, it's always fun to come back home. So glad to do it. All right, man. Well, hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.